Hello, welcome to Drink Discussion. My name's Kieran. And I'm Jason. So, Jason, what episode is this? 23? This is number 23 now. All oh, right, second one for the new year. It's not 2023, year. though. No, it's not 2023, we, 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 as we discussed on the last episode. How's your uh, week been with the ever-increasing plague number? Uh, good. Safe. Content. Do you know anyone who's had it yet? No. No, not personally. Secondhand, I know of some people. Second, okay. But they've done the right thing, and they stay away. Which is good. Yeah, no, it's good. Have you had a, a brain scrape? Not recently, no. no, no. Um, I've had one just after Christmas. Yeah. And uh, apparently their tests have gotten better. They don't actually... They go. They still do the one down the throat that makes you go like... But, uh, do you reckon that one's just for fun? Well, yeah. So like, we don't need got, to do it, but fuck these people. Could, honestly, like, could you imagine how shitty it is to be one of those testing <laughs> people? Honestly, if making people go like... A little bit makes them feel good, then great. <laughs> I feel like you'd be that person at the drive-thru, like, thank you, off you go, next. And then, you know you don't have to do the throat thing. I know, but it's just funny making people gag. Yeah, but uh, down the nose, they don't go as far down the nose as they used to. So the, the first time I got one, I had what turned out to be just a pretty rough flu. Yeah, having my brain scraped at the same time <laughs> as like trying to hold back a sneeze. I just sort of imagine myself like, if I sneeze and like... This, the stick shoots out, but what if it leaves like a little cotton bit behind? Oh, that would be really no. bad. Yeah. That would be really bad. Yeah. So I noticed you've got something on the desk there, Jason. Yeah. So what, what do you call me? What am I? What's my name? Jason. That's my name, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I think you need to be calling me something different. Um, okay. And don't say asshole. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking like, Papa Jason. Oh. Because that's what I referred to you before you actually became a yeah. dad. Now, now you're just Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I lost that privilege. Yes. No. But you can call me Lord. Oh, wow. I have a principality of Sealand. I'm a Lord. Sealand. Yeah. The, the fake... The, well, not the fake country, but like the oil rig. <laughs> Basically the oil rig, yeah. I got yeah. it as a Christmas gift a few years ago and I genuinely had forgotten about it. So, so you're you're a lord. I'm a lord. So I'm Lord Voigt now. All right. And uh, do you have to renew your lordship? Do you get a passport? Uh, I don't think you get a passport because they're not actually recognised by any other country in the world. Not even North Korea. No. Not even uh, the Hutt River Province. No. Not even Transnistria. No. They were raided like in the seventies uh, by a gang of some sort and. Even the UK government wouldn't come to their aid. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm not going to call you Lord. Oh. Just funny why not? Uh, because I'd hate to get you confused with the uh, the artist Lord who has put out like one really good album and then work that's gotten progressive. Yeah, I haven't put out good. any album. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, until you put out an album. Well, I, you're can, just we, can I be tentatively Lord? You, you can put Lord in the or regents, so I'm like in that space. No, region requires like an eventual kingship of some kind. I think. Oh bummer. Yeah, that's not coming anytime for me. No. Anyway, there's someone else in the room. Is there? Yes. We're not playing phasmophobia. There's oh okay. In the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we do have another person in the room. Uh, today's guest works in the radio industry and has done for the last decade. He was part of the street team and an announcer for Fresh 92.7 in Adelaide, a morning announcer and promotions assistant for Hit FM in Dubbo, breakfast presenter for Hit Orange, and is now currently the executive producer and announcer for Hit Canberra, all whilst maintaining, strangely enough, a 30,000 strong TikTok following for music lovers. But don't worry, most importantly, best man at my wedding. It's Michael Farrah. Hey! <laughs> Do you understand how difficult it was to stay silent throughout that entire bit before about your, you being a lord? <laughs> right, now's your time to express your viewpoints on his lordship, just allegedly. And the next five minutes is just a scathing, <laughs> fuck you, you're not a lord. We're not here for the, for the roast of... Void, uh, but no, that I, I do. I think I remember you either sent, sending me a picture of that or something like that before, because it is a few years old. That thing, um, but yeah, I, it's something that I just. I will never call you Lord. That's just not a thing that will ever happen. You know, there's no harm in me trying, is there? Yeah, no. Honestly, I think that's something that should probably just. Like like the photo and the frame, it should stay in your bedroom. Yeah. Hey, yes, that's a very good idea. Uh, just for the listeners, we're not in my bedroom. Although it'd be a lot more comfortable, wouldn't it, all sitting on the bed? This room could be a bedroom, but you've turned it into an office. Yeah. Oh, I think it's meant to be a bedroom, but can you... What bed would fit in here? A single. Uh, a single. Very much a single. Yeah. I mean, there are, there's literally a wardrobe here, so it's meant to be a small bedroom. I, I, think, I think it would be a better small bedroom, sans wardrobe. Oh. Maybe like a guest bedroom. I would say so. It's for a kid's bed. I was definitely. 
Hence why I'm in here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you are a child lord. <laughs> child lord point. Yes. Lord of children? No, oh, no, that's, no, that's very... That's, that's that is incredibly <laughs> wrong. So, uh, Michael, working in the radio industry, can you tell us how quickly in that opening segment would you have pressed the, like, pull these guys off air and just play a classic Beatles track? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you work for the Hit Network, a classic Beatles track is definitely not what we play, so we definitely go to persuade more to the Ed Sheerans and Pinks of the world. Um, but I reckon probably... The, the rule of, for special, specifically for like a duo, for like a talk, for a talk break, is generally about three to four minutes. And I couldn't quite see, because my eyesight is terrible, how long that actually went for. So if it did go for about four minutes after that point, that's when I'm like, okay, let's pull you off at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just like reach into the room with like a giant hook and be like, okay, come away from the microphone now? Pretty much, pretty much. There's very rare examples where radio talk break should go longer than four minutes and like I've broken that rule before and people I've worked with have broken that rule before and it's solely down to what on earth is going on is are we live out on location somewhere is there an interview that's going that's really well like all these different things radio is a very subjective medium mm-hmm. that way you can really break the rules when you want to break them kind of thing so it really does Some, depend on the topic pretty much and there's also a few key rules that you cannot break but they're mainly due to like commercial radio codes and practices and stuff and yeah. like media laws and so <laughs> forth <laughs> but yeah it's like don't ring a hospital in the UK that would be a bad idea yes. yeah yeah, yeah, it'd yes. be a very bad idea. Mm. I feel like I'm, I've heard of what you're referencing. Is, uh, did they ring, like, a hospital after the prince was born and then someone committed suicide after Yes. That? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of... Was that was that Kyle and Jaggio? Uh, no, it was a... I believe it was the Hot 30 Countdown. They were, like, this is back... This is now... This is about 10 years old now. This where uh, prank calls were very prominent in radio since then, would you believe? Prank calls have gone down in popularity. So um, people that. don't answer their phone. We're all text now. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And, like, it all comes down to that. And I've watched so many um, codes and practice reviews. Like, I have to, like, do a test every single... Uh, year to go through the like the codes of practice and the whatever company I'm working for their their rules and everything and they always use that as an example and a number of other examples from the history of Kyle and Jackie O. <laughs> I guess before we uh, we should probably get into our first drink, which would probably be breaking a rule, right? Uh, yeah, drinking on air is very, very much not allowed. Well, but... It's a good thing you've come to a self-run podcast where we can break that rule. Well, that's the thing with podcasting, and that's why it's so popular, because it can... you, you All the rules of radio are thrown out the window because it's a podcast. You can do whatever the hell you want. Like, I can say fuck right now. Hey, that, was, <laughs> that felt freeing. <laughs> oh, yes, felt was... fucking freeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we do have the little, like, E for explicit on our podcast, so you can do that's... pretty much anything as long as there's isn't, like illegal outside of recording it yeah um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so how is Kyle and Jackie O still on the air uh, very simple they have a very very dedicated fan base very dedicated so they have been as a duo it's been at least 20 years I couldn't tell you the exact number but it's been about 20 years I remember listening to them when they were doing like the Hot 30 countdown because I'm a music chart nerd and grew up listening to the Hot 30 Countdown every week, every weeknight, and Carl and Jackie O were on it. I was really only there for the music, but Carl and Jackie O were just there. So, Carl and Jackie O may not be for a good number of the audience, but the ones that they have captured have stayed with them, and that was proven when they were when they defected networks, and essentially the audience came with them. Wow. That, so, that's why they're still in radio, because they're the number one. They're, they're, they're most listened to. And with that, I think I need a drink. All right, let's do it. All right, Jason, what's in the bottle? We are having Copperberg Copperberg. Yeah. Oh, so this We're doing cider today. Cider? Okay. Yeah. It's been, when was the last time we did cider? Uh, a couple of episodes ago. I don't remember exactly how many off the top of my <laughs> I head. I was going to say like a couple. I think it's been quite a while since we've done cider. It has been a little while. Anyway, we've got a Copperberg here today. And what episode was that? Sorry, Kieran? Episode 7. Episode 7. So here we are at 23 doing cider again. Yeah, so we're revisiting cider. I feel like we should probably hit cider a bit more often now because uh, I feel we've been neglecting it. We've, we've done so many more like cocktail premixes than we, we have, have. <laughs> we have ciders. Let's hear the crack for this Copperberg. Yeah. And we're actually having strawberry and lime first Ooh. off the bat. Fancy. 
Ooh, that didn't do much at all. No. Would you like the honours of pouring over there? Yeah, sure. Um, in the meantime, so, Copperberg. Yeah, that's probably how most people think it's pronounced, but you actually pronounce it Copperborg. Copperborg? That's how I listen to it on, on Google. <laughs> that was the best way I could pronounce it. Uh, from the town Copperberg in Sweden, uh, from 19, sorry, 1882, and it was crafted by 36 different brewers. They all came together to make one brand. And it's now sold in 30 countries worldwide. And they also have the world's best-selling pear cider. Ah, now I believe I've said this before on the show, but there is no such thing as a pear cider. Technically, it's called a perry. Yes, you have. So. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> when, so when, are you, when are you going to give perry the respect it deserves? Well, when perry comes around and buys me beer. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the brewery still stands on its original site that it was built on 130 years ago and currently employs 4,000 people from the local town. Which is funny because a census in 2015 gave the town a population of 4,200. So basically so there's the like 200 entire... children all retiring. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or the children work. Yeah. And f- funnily, um, Swedes actually love their beer that much that this brand didn't actually start making cider until 1930. So 60 years after they originally ah. started. Well, that's pretty interesting. Why don't we uh, chink, chink it, it and sink it? it. First thing that hit me was the smell. Yeah. Very potent. This somewhat reminds me of that chubby chat we had, the strawberries and cream. Yes, it was very much like that. Yeah. What do Michael? you get? It's, um, let's see, I can drink Kopberg, and Kopberg record a like, very similar sort of brands, because they both do a strawberry and lime cider. It's very, very sweet, and that's fun. I like sweet drinks. That being said, I think the bottle itself is like a, it's a bit larger than the, than the average, like what's, how many mils in a, in a thing? It's about 500, oh, 500 mils. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this is 1.6 standard and uh, 4.0%. I can only really get through one before I'm like, cool, I have to change drinks. Because it's so full of sugar? <laughs> yes. Sugar, sweetness. That being said, it is very refreshing and uh, I, I do enjoy it when I do get to have one. Yeah. Honestly, it reminds me of like a, uh, a pink Moscato. It does. Ooh. Yeah. And now we're all wishing we had a pink Moscato? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe? Is that our secondary? No, because we're not going from cider <laughs> to Moscato. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that should be an episode one day. Just like bad combinations of drinks. The drinks by themselves aren't bad, but putting them one after the other. Throw up like end, end with like a mudslide or something. Oh, like that. no. Oh, that's, that's bad. But what isn't bad is our guest today. Hi. Hello. Hello again. Um, <laughs> you haven't left the room. I have not. I've actually been participating in this discussion, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I do have a couple of questions for you. So 10 years in the radio industry. Mm. What drew you to it? What's the journey been like? So, so when I finished high school and my scores were not that, we'll say, good. Graduated, though, so... Same! Yeah, exactly. I remember comparing uh, scores with you um, and felt better about how mine was slightly better. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Was it like 50-51 or...? Oh, no, no, we didn't get that bad, that good. Uh, what was yours? It was... 40-something? 40... Two forty three. Yeah, I think it was yours. Like mine was forty nine. Oh, okay. Like I was just hovering under. Anyway, the point is not an academic. Um, So not that we're not smart. It's just that we couldn't give a fuck by the time it came to year twelve. Let's be honest. It comes down to uh, you know education and like for some people, some aspects of learning is better for others. Exactly. The idea of studying books and answering and questions just not. That's, that's not how I learned. Anyway, so I finished high school, wasn't very good at, we'll say, most things. So I was, it was actually my mum who found an article in, a, in the local newspaper, The Messenger, and it was a thing about the local, local council having a youth radio course. It was like a six-month thing, you go in once a week, you learn how to do radio, and you do one 20-minute show every fortnight. And it, that was end of 2011. So what, what radio station was that? So that was PBA FM in Salisbury. The program's called Jibber Jabber. I'm not sure if it's still going. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not confident. Um, <laughs> but it was. But it was a good little you know training round because I essentially did that. And by the end of it, I was like, what if I did this as a career? Because I was starting to really enjoy it. And so after that, I was like, where else can I learn? Where else can I study? And I found the Australian Radio School, which is run by Sean Craig Murphy, who's on SAFM at the moment, was on Mix 1.2.3 for years, a bunch of other stations, Adelaide Radio Legend. Did his 12-week course, and then what's next after that? Then I found 
fresh in Adelaide. I wasn't a fresh 92.7 listener. It was people in the course I was doing saying, hey, you should come to Fresh. It's a great training ground. They get let people on air, that kind of thing. And so it was basically me getting my foot in the door, signing up, doing all the membership stuff, and then proving myself doing odd jobs around the station, being the receptionist, answering phones, doing data entry for months until they were like, here, have this 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. slot. Oh, that sounds awful. Not really, because you can record it the morning, the afternoon before. Oh. <laughs> um, see the that so that and that was and that essentially I got to do that for a few weeks, and then literally three or four weeks later, it was the uh, content director at the time. The content director looks after the on-air sides of the radio station. Came to me and said, "Hey, we are uh, uh, missing our Monday uh, one half of our Monday drive show." Can you jump on there and be a co-host for a bit? I was like, sure, I can do that for a little bit. Did that for a few weeks, and then I ended up doing that slot on Monday between 4 and 6, Monday Kaboom on Fresh for two years. (laughs) Once a week, I had my own drive show. Well, my own. I had half of the drive show. (laughs) Uh, But, and then in between that, doing solo stuff, from, from then on to eventually working my way and just kept doing the hours, just putting in, putting the reps in, essentially, to eventually become eligible for a job. Mm. So that's, 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 that's pretty much how I, how I got there. It's a lot of unpaid work. A lot of unpaid work and wanting to do this. So you're going to have a lot of passion that drives you to get to this point. Absolutely. It, it comes down to what you, what you want to do, because I never saw myself doing a job that I hated. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I during that time I would have work. I would work in retail. I'd work at Woolies uh, on the checkout, but that would like essentially fund me so I could go off and do radio stuff. My mum would know this. She would always be like, "You would always put fresh first, Woolies second, even though Woolies paid the bills at the time." I know I've done a lot of stuff like that. I think part of the reason, especially in the last couple of years, the main reason why I've been doing music teaching is so that I can buy instruments as a tax deductible expense. Oh, tremendous. Yeah, so it's just like, ooh, things. Things for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, what, what, what kept me employed? Uh, a crippling addiction to food, water, and shelter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, like, I was still living at home for a good portion of that. I was working maybe 20, 25 hours a week at Woolies. I was still on casual rates, so, like, the money was a little bit better. I just didn't have any, like, no full, sick leave, sick no, leave no, or anything yeah. like that. So if I, when I wanted to work, I could work. And usually it was me packing groceries, but that's <laughs> fine. That's, that's what you got to do if you want to go and do the thing that you actually want to do. Cool. Now... We've already talked a little bit about the rules of radio. Mm. So we've already said you can't be on radio when you're drinking. What are the rules on radio about gambling? There Ooh. are some very strict rules about, <laughs> about gambling on the radio. Like, there's a lot of... Um, you know how you see on the TV ads for betting agencies and there's a little thing that says, you know, gamble responsibly yeah, yeah. and stuff? This we is really quick at the end. Yeah, we... No, 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 yeah, we, we essentially kind of have to do that as well. If we ever talk about gambling, we talk about Lotto, we talk about uh, Melbourne Cup or anything gambling related, we can't portray that in a positive light. We can't portray that as something that is like that we encourage people to do. That would be breaking one of the many important <laughs> rules of right. broadcasting. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be breaking a rule because uh, so part of my family's uh, Christmas tradition is that uh, it's not uncommon to receive uh, a scratchy from Grandpa. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So I did one this year, and uh, you know what I want? I want a free scratchy. Ooh. So here I have a, I've got the scratchy. Now, for our listeners out there, I'm not going to say gamble responsibly. I'm just going to say don't fucking gamble at all. It's a stupid fucking thing. Just don't. All right? Hey, you want to do a bet on this? No. Don't. Go and, I don't know, eat a hamburger instead. You're going to get much more enjoyment out of it. But if you're betting on continuing listening to us, please do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What I figure I would do in this episode is, I think there's like six different little icons. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to scratch two of of them to see how many we've... And then we'll do the next trick and I'm going to just... Do the scratchies slowly. Because, you, know, you know, some people do the scratchies and they do it all in one hit. And yeah. then it's over. All right? Where's the tension? Where's the drama? <laughs> do you uh, leave, like, scratchies at home every Christmas that you get one for, like, weeks at a time? Just, like, do one corner and Actually, like, no, come you, back to Usually it? I would just, I would do them pretty much straight ahead. I'll, but one thing um, my dad used to do is he would, he once made a scratchy. He didn't scratch, like, the last box for, like, two weeks. And we were just like, Dad, just... And scratch it, <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, I'm not going to scratch it." So, did he win anything? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Which kind of makes it kind of makes it better. Got a little twenty cent coin here. 
How big is the playable area? Okay, there we go. So I'm going to start now. The Scratchy has... Actually, I should have taken a photo. You should have. Yeah, I'm going to take a photo. Um, I might just put a finger over this barcode in case that does something. Um, you never know. It might be the $10,000 yeah. prize. The top prize is $2,022 because it's a 2022. Oh, so... I know. Yeah. <laughs> Week's wage tops. <laughs> God, how much are you earning? <laughs> no, honestly, not that much. <laughs> God, in a week? That'd be good. All right, so we're scratching the first one. Oh, it's a bit of a barcode. I'm it's a bit very... of a barcode. I'm gonna, I'm We've gonna... won a barcode, everybody. We've won a flyby's oh. rewards point. I wonder what it scans. <laughs> He's uh, trying again. This is interesting stuff for those listening. Oh, oh. Um, by the way, if you're wondering, at this point, I take you off air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the first one, we've got fifteen dollars. Ooh, okay, so we're up fifteen bucks. We're, no, we've got the potential to be up fifteen bucks if we get two more. Positive bucks. thinking. <laughs> No, no, don't gamble at all. What I'm doing is dumb. What What was the price of the Scratchy originally? One dollar. Okay. So, and the previous Scratchy was a one dollar Scratchy that I didn't win a dollar on. I won a free ticket on, which oh, you get. So to, you're already up a hundred percent. You won a dollar. I won a second Scratchy experience. Yeah. So uh, I, I want some content. That's what I want. <laughs> yes. I want content. Right. So let's uh, let's do the next one. Oh. Five. All right. So not matching. We got a fifty and we got a five. So I'm going to put this over here on my phone. With the coin. So, we're going to wait for after that, but what are our thoughts on this first drink? <laughs> I, I'm echoing Michael's thoughts. Very sugary and sweet, but I like it. it. I do agree, only one. It is a once-off drink. That's why you don't really find those bottles in, like, big packs or anything. Ah. See, I feel like I could possibly drink a lot of this as long as I didn't really put it down. Like, if I had a, uh, you know, we've got a nice standard beer-sized glass here... If I was having one and someone kept pouring more in, I probably wouldn't notice until it's too late, and I'm go- and then you have that moment when you stand up and you're like, like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, that that oh fuck moment. Yeah. Well, out of ten strawberries, what are we rating, Kieran? Uh for me, I'm gonna say that this is a seven. Yeah, solid seven. Solid seven, Michael. Do we do halves? Or? You can yes, do we, halves. We, we, we can do fractions. <laughs> we can do fractions. You can do point two if you want. Because I because I'm definitely more seven and a half. Seven for, and a half. For that one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I would echo the sentiments of... Uh, I'm going to go in between you guys. I'm going to go about a 7.3. All right. So well in the uh, between 7 and 8 area. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Not a bad first cider from Copperberg. So that was their strawberry and lime. lime. I don't think I got any of the lime. No. Got a lot of strawberry. I feel like the lime is just something to contrast the strawberry on the bottle. Probably. Well, with that, why don't we move on to our next drink? South Australia has been around for quite some time, Jason. It really has. But before it was South Australia, it was something else. What was it? It was the traditional lands of the Ghana people, and it still is today. It is. And uh, they're still the custodians of the land, and I think we should pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Jason. I noticed that... Is this another Kopenberg? It is. All right. And uh, this this bottle is more of a green glass than a brown glass. It is. So this one is elderflower and lime. Ooh, I do enjoy a bit of elderflower. I've not had elderflower before, Michael. No, no. I see that bottle on the shelf and then I always just grab the strawberry and lime. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, "Mm, fuck you. So this is either going to to confirm your bias and say that you were right, Mm. or you're going to look back on all those memories and go, I I was a fool. I think the the benefit of me coming here is also the fact that I get to try this cider finally and not actually pay for it. So (laughs) You've got to pay away on your way out of here today. You're paying in content. Ah, yes. yes, Yes. Oh, let's crack it. Disappointing. The models never do it quite as well. We, we need to get things in cans. I know. Would you we, like the honours of pouring again? I need like 21-year-old scotch in a can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the... the... Just for the... And then realise it's all ruined from there. Well, I'll tell you a little bit more about Copperberg. Uh, so, in 1988, it was actually closed after it was bought out by a Swiss company. He wanted it for access to local water source. Hmm. So, they closed all the alcohol side of the business. And, yeah, that's what happened with that. But then in 1994, it was actually repurchased by a pair of brothers, um, and they wanted to achieve their lifelong ambition to own and run a brewery. So they bought it back and hired 12 locals. And then in 1996, they started uh, selling their cider again, and they actually made 14 million euros worth of sales in the first year. 
Solid. And by 2005-2006, they were exporting to Ireland and the UK and Greece. And then in 2013, their most famous beer, because they also do beer, and they actually also do gin and vodka. Um, Their most famous beer was Sweden's most sold beer for 10 consecutive years. Wow. Damn. That's pretty incredible. So I think the moral of the story is if you stumble across a real estate investment opportunity like a brewery, just buy it because nothing can go wrong. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Especially if you're in Sweden. Yeah, exactly. That's solid financial advice that you should take. (laughs) Now, uh, right then I was clearly trying to break a rule of radio, right? You can't just give financially. No, that you can't do as well. Radio rules are surprisingly... When you read them, you're like, oh god, what can I do? But it's actually just being careful about what you're what you're talking about. So, you know, they're like, description of alcohol and showing that uh, is alcohol is a pleasurable thing to do. We can't, we can't really do that without a drink responsibly thing. There are, there are like beer ads and stuff, but like if we're talking about alcohol in like a, oh, I was so hungover last night or something like that, that's preferably don't. But it's not as serious as like uh, telling someone to go gamble. Or, and there's also quite hefty rules around things like uh, like mental health. You can't portray suicide in a in a positive light, uh, or as the as the as the right thing to do. Um, you very like they're all all across. You go from alcohol, uh, mental health, gambling to um, there are rules out there specifically to make sure that we uh, <laughs> don't do anything wrong. See, I didn't realise there were so many rules and regulations around radio. Let's uh, break one of those regulations and drink this one. <laughs> drink. Very light. Interesting. It, mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to say anything about it, to be honest with you. I feel like I've had this flavour before. I mean, it's probably the elderflower that I'm not as familiar with. But it tastes like something I have had before, or at least mm. had by accident. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit more, like, juicy. To me. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's. A, I feel like it's a more complex flavor than the strawberry and lime. And this time, mm. I'm getting the lime. Oh, the yeah. lime's much stronger. Mm. Yeah. But in saying that, I am starting to prefer this over the other one because it's not sugary. It's definitely not sugary. No, well, not as not sugary. as sugary. Mm. Well, whilst we taste these and get some thoughts together, more questions for you, Michael. You obviously worked in regional radio for a number of years uh, in Dubbo and Orange, and now you're in Canberra. Is there a difference to how things operate in regional to a major city in well, terms of more along the lines of like how, what type of guests you have on, the things that you do on air, the promotions, all that sort of stuff? Well, it's actually interesting because in depending on who you talk to, some people refer to Canberra as also regional. So it just comes down to how big the regional is. Like, for example, when I was in Dubbo and Orange, they were very small markets. They were very small. Like, the total listenership that you were vying for was about, like, 40,000, 45,000. Go to Canberra and it's more like... What was the number? It's almost like about, like, 150,000, 200,000. I can't remember exactly okay. what. But it's quite larger than the other markets I was working for. So really, the biggest thing that I noticed, especially from going to Canberra, which is probably the largest market that I've ever worked for, is the just the sheer manpower behind the, the, the sheer staff numbers. Because while I was working in Dubbo and while I was working in Orange, um, I was working at a time, like, just before... Just, like, this is talking just before the pandemic was hitting. The staff sizes were already shrinking. People were being laid off. It just, like, it, it was unfortunate to see, and so really saw the manpower go down, and so we're really, like, having people doing multiple jobs um, that weren't originally their jobs. Uh, I, there would be a time where I was in Dubbo, where it would be in between employees, and I'd be working, I'd be the content director, the breakfast announcer, and also the promotions manager all at the same time for a few weeks, and it was, it, like, it was very difficult at the time, but my God, was it rewarding in the end, so... I think when I moved to Canberra, it got I got the appreciation of oh we have these extra hands on deck we have this extra we have this extra pull I guess there's also more money being brought in and more ad- money being spent on campaigns so for example uh, and also when you talk about guests and stuff when you say oh this will be broadcast to the capital of Australia that sounds way more impressive to broadcasting to Dubbo yeah <laughs> so <laughs> with who I would contact and part of my job as an executive producer is also sourcing interviews from people from TV music whatever it is the people who I do get in contact with I would not be really I would not expect to have a chance with if I was 
doing my job in Orange or Dubbo. It honestly just comes down to the, the sheer size or sheer size of the city that, that you're in. Like, for example, if I was in Sydney, I would do be able to do way, way more than being in Canberra. Canberra, I've always found, is a, an interesting place, and I guess the advantage of that is you have a lot of people from the rest of Australia come to Canberra for yes. very, very important things, and mm. Bob Catter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with his uh, crocodiles. And, yeah, and, crocodiles. And, and his hat. Jason, you're not wearing a hat today. I'm not wearing a hat today, no. no I brought out my lordship today. I took it up a notch. You don't have a special lordship hat? No, I don't. Oh. It's on back order from lordshiphatters.com.au. Dot A-U. Yeah. <laughs> How many lords in Australia do you reckon there actually are? Uh, probably just me. Actually, that also reminds me of a great radio thing. Have you heard the clip of the BBC Dance Radio announcing the death of Prince Philip? That was one of the first videos that I saw and for when, when Prince Philip died. Because it's very interesting when you have to do emergency like interruptions on radio. It's very You can't really do that in a smooth way. Way. There have been times where I've had to, especially in the pandemic and when the lockdown first hit Canberra um, in 2021, essentially interrupting the music to bring in the news, uh, one of the news girls to come in and do the update, do the numbers, do the updates on lockdowns being extended, what the new rules are and everything. There's no real like fun way to interrupt like David Getter <laughs> and then jump and going, okay, now we need to talk about rules and everything and what we can do and there's no, if all the pubs are shut, yada, yada, yada. And now back to David Getter. Anyway, here's Pitbull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with Don't Stop the Party, ironically. Um, so it is very difficult, but like that, <laughs> that clip was one of my favourite ones because it was a specific dance station that they had to interrupt and because it's the UK of course it's BBC as well yeah it's BBC so, yeah. and they're gonna do it and like honestly at that point you gotta think they, I think that because I remember the clip it was the the bass was building up the, the drop was coming and then just before it came there it was yeah, the, 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 the interruption was announced Prince Philip died and then boom bass drop like it was just <laughs> I, 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 I've got a feeling you know someone must have been working at the BBC who's a little bit like me not a big mm. fan of the Royals and was like Oh, Prince Philip's dead. Gonna make a tasty track. <laughs> I think because also for them, like the dance station would have been either an online exclusive, exclusive or a digital radio or whatever it is. Yeah. Whereas the proper like BBC Radio 1, Radio 2 mm. would have probably done that in a much more, we'll say, dignified way. <laughs> well, it's funny you should bring up COVID. I do have one more follow-up question about your roles. So how did COVID impact your role? In the last 24 months. Well, I got fired. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> okay, fire, fired's a bit harsh. Let go. Let go. Made redundant. Right, made redundant is the indeed the correct one. That was the biggest one. I thought I was getting away pretty scot-free at the start of the pandemic. Because, uh, I mean, at the start of the pandemic, we didn't think it would last this long. Um, <laughs> oh, it's just a little cough. And just then it's like, no. no it's it's a big cough. Yeah. <laughs> and then you die. Yeah. <laughs> so... What, March 2020, things are shutting down, I'm still going to work every day. And it's very weird because you were going to work, I'm the only one that's really going to work outside the people in the supermarkets, chemists and so forth. I would drive into the station, do my show, and we were instructed once you've done your immediate jobs after the show, go home and do the rest of your work that you can do from home, do it from home. So we'd go in, be there at 5am, leave at like... 9.30, and then do the rest of the work from home, which was just code for, if something's urgent, email me. Um, <laughs> but did that for about four or five months, thinking I'm getting home pretty scot-free, I'm still going to work every day, getting paid, nothing has really impacted other than the fact I can't travel and go to the pub and all that kind of stuff. Then August hit, and the company decided to make some restructuring changes, and they laid off the entire Hit Network regional breakfast show, so that's like n about nearly 20 shows all axed in one hit, uh, all across the country. So, and that's at the time when borders are closed and stuff, so some people couldn't get home for a while and all that extra stuff that goes with it. Because most of these people who go to these roles would have travelled, like I have, interstate to go do this job. Yeah, and they've moved there. And they've moved there. And then when you get made redundant, you kind of like, oh, shit. I'm yeah. stuck. Um, so it was a mad dash to, to get home, but it was just, 
it's yeah, it was a sucky time. Do I agree with the decision that was made? No, I still don't because there's just going to lead to problems further down the track. But I understand from a business and an economics perspective, and for the company, that's what they thought that they had to do in order to save some money. So at the time, I was pissed off. I was angry. I was also very professional. <laughs> I still did the show. I was told I was being let go on a Thursday morning. I came in to do the last show the following morning. Wow. So, and essentially going in knowing it's your last show, because a lot of people don't get that. A lot of people, you get you get let go and you're not allowed back in the building, that's it. You get told after your show. You, they don't want you to go on air and have a big, uh, big whinge. Exactly. Kind of yeah. And so I knew that, like, <laughs> essentially saying what I thought at the time was not going to go down well. And it would just be shooting myself in the foot if I do want to work again. So it's a matter of being professional and still saving face and keeping on going. I mean, did we fiddle with the music to suit our taste and that's something that we're not allowed to do normally? Yes, we did. Because it was our last show. And it, like, What are they going to do? Fire you? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. So there were some things that we could do, some things, that, some things, some little things that we could do just to like suit it for us and make us feel better and have some fun with it because we knew that that was it. But it just turned out to be the best thing that ever happened because I got to I got to move home. I got to essentially have what ended up being about seven, eight months, seven, eight months off. I was on job seeker and everything for that time. So I was getting so I was having an income come in with extra coronavirus payments. Um, so I was floating, I was back at home, living with my parents again at the age of twenty seven, twenty eight which I thought I'd be further along by then. <laughs> um, and I was a couple of weeks before that. Managed to, and then it just, you just keep searching. And I had interviews, interviews for jobs in Adelaide, in Sydney. They just didn't pan out. And then thankfully with Canberra, it's a situation where I was lucky enough to uh, have, have a friend that worked there and was able to put in a good word for me. And they were, they were interested enough to send me over to have a trial for a week. They liked it enough that I was that they that they brought me in. So I was just very lucky, and it's unfortunate that a lot of people who were let go in the rounds that I was let go in, some of them have either moved to podcasting, some of them have moved to uh, like every, just outside the radio industry. They've essentially left the radio industry for something else, and there are some people who are still trying to look for work. And I don't I don't forget how incredibly fortunate I am that I've managed to essentially find my feet again. But like for a while. Took a very took, took a very long time, you know. It's good that you've got that outlook perspective, though. Of as much as you were pissed off for being let go, and you didn't agree with it, you also have that understanding of both sides of the fence. You might not agree with it, but you've saved face in a way of being professional. Be like, look, I really don't like this, but there's nothing else that I can do about it. So I look at it from this example. So I'm a huge fan of wrestling. And the biggest okay, company podcast in the podcast over. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is just going to be tired. The biggest company in the world, WWE, is experiencing record profits at the moment. Like we're talking deals with Saudi Arabia. They're a bit, ugh. Um, but anyway, they're they've er they're earning more money than they've ever made in their life, and they're also laying off more people than they've ever laid off in their life. Essentially, culling two hundred plus, three hundred plus roles, at least. When I was let go, the company had the decency to be losing money. So <laughs> that's how I look at it. So I can't be angry because because a pandemic did, did this. Nothing else, really. Yeah. Well, speaking of decency, how do we rate the decency of this drink, which is the Copperberg Elderflower and Lime? I'm liking this more than the other one. I got better by the end, but still not my favourite. I, I think this is almost a completely different type of drink. The first one I would say is like a, a an early drinker's drink. Like a lolly drink. Yes. Mm. Whereas this is like in the middle. I feel like we're aging up. So the first <laughs> drink is sort of like 18 to 21. This is feeling 21 to 25. Like, ooh, look, there's a bit more of nuance in the flavour. It's like when you're experiencing wine for the first time. You're like, I can really only do rosé. And, and now you can that, do anything. Yeah. Well, I can't do red still. But anyway... Um, <laughs> It's like, for example, I know you're going to do scores, but like I did seven and a half for the strawberry and lime. This one's only maybe like a six. Oh, okay. So six elderflowers. All right. How <laughs> many for you, Jason? This one's actually better for me. So I'm going to bump this one up to an eight. All right. This one I think was better for me as well, but I'm not going to bump it up that much. I'm just going to go to a seven and a half. Yeah. So, but still in the uh, still in the good range. Now, speaking of things that are good, it's time for me to once again remind you to never gamble because I'm going to scratch off. 
two more from my scratching. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so just as a reminder for those of you playing at home, we have $15 and we have $5. We need to get at least three of something to win Ooh. something. So let me uh, go sideways. Michael, what do we guess the next number is? Uh, $2. Oh, what, what the hell, man? What are you guessing, Jason? I'm going to guess 10 because we've got a 5 and a 15. Okay. Should have stayed with the 5s because we've got 500. Ooh. Ooh! Okay, 500 enters the game. Right, Ooh, 500 enters the game. Alright, let me scratch down a little bit lower. See I'm what... sticking with my 10. <laughs> sticking with my $10. Any guesses for the next one? <laughs> this one's uh, 20. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to go 50. Alright. Well, Michael was the closest, but also quite far off because Jason was technically closer because it's 2022. Oh, remember oh, 2000, 2022. Oh, it's yeah. the top rise. How many do you need to get? Three or three, yes. Oh, okay. Now there's, uh, I can't see how much scratchable space is there, but there might actually be. Uh, there could be a third, a line. third row, but we might do that. Have you organised a bonus string today? No, I haven't. All right. Well, if not, at the end, I'll just scratch all. Of them. <laughs> how disappointing! And we'll just we'll just build more tension. Uh, I should have done more research into the scratchy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, so what have we got? We've got a six, a seven, seven and, and a half, and an eight. eight. Pretty varied. But it's but it's not in the shit zone. No, it's, it's not. No, the, it's not so the do not buy. No, um, exactly. What, 60, 6 out of 10 is still a... I'm thinking back to school-wise. It's still a C. 7.5 is, is still a B. And an, and, and an 8 is a... Is, is almost an A. An a near, nearly an A. Yeah. 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 Well, with those somewhat ranged drinks of C's, B's and A's, <laughs> let's move on to the third drink. Sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the episode, but this is Kieran, and I just want to remind everyone to drink responsibly and to let you know that drink discussion is recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people, and we'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. What you got there? Got another drink. Ah. Oh, is that what we're doing today? That's what we're doing today. <laughs> okay. so, it's uh, not just straight gambling today. Oh, oh, okay. So, I, which I we just, do not condone in any form. No. Actually, oh, uh, you, you know what? One, I'm going to get into a weird legal territory. Usually, there's like there's laws and rules and regulations against betting on things that you're in, but I don't think it should be illegal to bet on yourself to win. It's backing yourself, you know. Yeah, that's such a grey area. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's not the, quite the same as betting on yourself to lose. Well, yeah, no, that is very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Although there should be like a caveat to that, like, you know, it's okay to bet on yourself to lose if you are like the wild card in like the PGA <laughs> Golfing Australia Tour and you play mini golf. Yeah, you you know? can't bet on yourself to lose and then just not show up to the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Or like well, lose something. It's all about match fixing, but no, you should be able to bet on yourself to win, you know? it's uh, Although there's other ways you could get around those. Make, maybe, you know, what we're talking about is fraud. Uh, so. <laughs> well, what isn't fraud and what I'm betting on is this next drink being good. Oh. So this next drink is passion fruit. Also from Copperberg. Yes. So straight passion fruit, no other flavours. Three Copperbergs, the three that's, Ks. That's no. right. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no, there's four because I'm a Kieran. So there's, yeah, hey. so there's four. It's okay. okay. 4K, like, uh, you know, the next level of HD. Yeah. 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 We're not all, we're not about OLED and QLED. We're only about 4K here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm about to, I'm probably going to get a new TV this year. Yeah? Yeah, going to go from 55 to 65. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got to make the most of the PS5, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right, well, let's crack the Copperberg passion fruit. That one really didn't want to come off. <laughs> yeah. That one was... Look, bottles that you don't twist off are not fun. Yeah. yeah. But we still had fun opening it, so it's all right. So, a little bit more about Copper Book. Well, where are we at? We're at the 2000s now? Yeah, we are in the 2000s. <laughs> we are, yeah. Um, in 2015, they actually launched the world's first frozen fruit cider. Ooh. So, wait, was the flavour of frozen fruit, or was it like a frozen Coke? I don't know. I'm assuming it's cider, and then they froze it and then sold it. Like freeze-dried stuff. Yeah, like a frozen Coke sort of situation. Mm. That, that's my assumption. Um, and in, like I said before, they obviously make uh, gin and vodka. So 2019, they started making fruity gin. And in 2021, they started making uh, vodka as well. And as of 2020, all their drinks are vegan-friendly as well. So there you go. And once again, I'm going to bring up that thing where, like, vegan-friendly, why don't they just say vegan, you know? Like, vegan-friendly, I'm vegan-friendly, I eat lots of meat, but I'm friendly with the vegans, you know? <laughs> Someone's got to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Hey, because if there's one thing that uh, I have learned through reading weird stuff online, uh, apparently people who eat more vegetables are tastier. So if I ever want to engage in cannibalism, I need to know a vegan. I want a grain-fed I'm going to move far away from you, and this is going to be an online-only <laughs> podcast between me and you. Not needing in a room. You're going to record your bit, I'm going to do my bit, and then you can send it well, to me. Well, just like, hey, someone cut off my leg, and what's that delicious frying smell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But speaking of delicious smells, why don't we all grab a glass, have a little sniff, see what's... Mm. I mean, it Ooh. smells a passion fruit. It smells yeah. almost whiny to me. You get it? I'm getting pasito. That's what this. I was going to say, pasito. <laughs> I haven't had pasito in a while. But let's uh, chink it in a bit. It's a little bit bitter than pasito. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit more bitter on the on the back burner. I'm not really getting the bitterness for me. Maybe I've I mean, it. I'm just comparing it to pasito, which is pure sugar. But yeah. you should really be comparing it to the outsiders. True. Yeah. This, this is a closed marking thing. We're only marking against yeah. the other side. In a closed room. I feel like what I said before with you and I going from the 18 to 21, 21 to 25, mm. this was like a 25 and over drink. It is. This is certainly a more nuanced flavour. Yeah, it's definitely... I've got wine undertones for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting like a cheap Sav Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I've done. I've bought cheap Sav Blanc and then I'll bring out the real Copper Bird Passion Fruit afterwards. Mm. And, and how did you put it in the bottle and seal the bottle? Uh, like we've discussed before, I've got a special canning machine out the back, and it's. A, but this is a bottle, not a can. Yeah, I've bought a bottling machine now as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so we do, I do both in, within my household now. So where did you put the Copperberg cider that was in that bottle? Plastic cup next to the machine. <laughs> you didn't even think to put it in a ziplock. <laughs> no, it's just in a red. It's just in one of those red cups for like beer pong. <laughs> I saw a clip online of some guy like he buys a bottle of Coke at like a supermarket or a servo in the US. He's like, hey, could you bag that for me? The guy just opens up the bottle and pours it into, <laughs> into a plastic bag and gives him a straw. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Like, oh, I bagged it for you. Here's a straw. And he's like, he drinks it out and he's like, yeah, all right. And he just like goes off like, he's holding it like under his arm, almost like a bagpipe. Just <laughs> and uh, I kind of want to try it. I mean, too bad, like, plastic bags are, uh, you know, you have to pay for them now, and uh, they're not great for the environment, but maybe I'll get one of my, like, reusables, wash it out, and uh, we can try drinks from a plastic bag when we run out of other drinks to try. It's like, oh what tastes good from a That'll plastic bag? That'll be an online video for sure. Beer from a plastic bag, plastic bag wine, plastic oh. bag gins, and... Yeah, maybe, we'll, we'll, yeah. maybe in the future we'll make videos of that and put that on put that on the socials. What, what tastes best when poured in a bag? <laughs> well, talking of socials, Michael... Hi, again. <laughs> You're still here. I'm still You're here. You're still here. Um, <laughs> he's not getting the message. No, he's like, he go. <laughs> like, when are you leaving? Like, seriously. Um, TikTok. Yeah. You are on TikTok. I am. Over 30,000 followers on TikTok. Yes. Uh, all based around music. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah? Pretty much. Um, what, what drew you to... To doing that, you know, why do people love it? What What are you doing? So, like everyone in the pandemic in March 2020, everyone suddenly, hey, what's TikTok? Let's download this. And uh, suddenly everyone's afternoons and evenings was wasted after that. <laughs> TikTok is... TikTok's a very interesting medium in that, like... Because the homepage, you know, or what's called the For You page, is literally whatever the algorithm wants to spit at you. So, and that's why there's always called so many different sides of TikTok, like of the fandoms, of TV shows, movies, gardening. artists, gardening. There's gardening? Oh, yeah. The every, whatever aspect of the world there is, there's a side of TikTok for you, essentially. Hmm. And so, right in the throes of the pandemic, I'm talking probably May, June 2020, after being on TikTok for a while, it essentially started as a joke. It started as a little challenge of when I on my breakfast show that I was doing in Orange at the time, I was with my co-host here and I was like, and I did a couple of like, like lip sync videos and I was just having fun with it for the sake of there's killing time on the weekends where we can't go out and do anything else. So it gave me a task to do. Gave me, gave me a, a creative outlet in a way, and then I put it to the show going, oh, I'm having fun on TikTok after, after saying I would never download TikTok. And so... Same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I said I said on, on the show once, oh, I reckon, give me, give me a month, I'll have a thousand followers. And so that challenge was set. I started doing stuff, and like it, things were start slowly coming along. I was getting up to from zero up until about like 80, 85 followers from like nothing. And no one I knew at the time was on TikTok, so I couldn't like bulk it up with friends and stuff. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to have to change tact here. What, what, what else can I do? 
And so one of the things I'm very strong with is my music, my music knowledge and my music taste and like, especially in the, like, like the deep cuts of music, stuff that would have only made radio for two weeks, 17 years ago, but boy, do I remember it. Um, and thought, why don't I try to reintroduce this music to the TikTok population? And so that's what I tried to do. I went and found, I went, I've, there are a couple of sites I go to specifically to go look at exact charts for exact weeks for the last, what, since 1988 was when ARIA properly kicked in. Um, so it's for Australian charts, but I found those songs. I put little 10-second snippets of them on, on TikTok to see if people remembered them and however many they did and see what people's memories of them were. And then lo and behold, people just really started to connect with it and people like, Think like the think like so fresh CDs. Think 100% hit <laughs> CDs from 2000, 2001. Barbie summer hits. Barbie summer hits. Barbie Barbie's birthday playlist. Like all those kind of songs that people have completely forgotten about. Because also my mindset was I got so tired of going to weddings that that whose playlists for the wet reception were so dodgy. Now, are like, you are you talking about anyone's wedding in this room in particular? No, Jason's was alright. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you did have the Nightwish, didn't you? Yes, even though I did yeah. request that not to be played, I had that overruled, so I left the room. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's fair, yeah, but like... I, I'm, I'm a Macarena man. I don't Nightwish, I'm Macarena. That's fine. I mean, Macarena, I, I would prefer a Macarena over a Nightwish, but that really comes down to what generation you were born in as well. And for our American listeners, the Nightwish, very Australian dance. Actually, well, Despite it being a very American, American song, Yeah, I, I think they know the Nightwish as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. They, just, they, they don't know that it's such a cultural thing for Australia, yeah. but maybe that's the words else. I was looking for. But look, I think uh, Macarena, you also feel just that little bit smarter because it's partially in Spanish, you know? So, uh, you know, you got that multilingual thing going. Like the catch up song. I said, hey, uh uh-huh. Another song. Hey, stop, stop, we'll get copyright yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. enough. But, like, I got tired of going to weddings where, like, oh, guess what? It's Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, great. It's the Grease Mega Mix again. Oh, God, that's <laughs> awful. Like, I hate that so much. It's like, it's awful. And so, like, for example, I, I was given the task of going to a friend's wedding uh, next week where she was like, you do the playlist for the wedding. And I was like, I do what now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I, I've got this. So I've got several playlists all set up there. But like, that's what I, that's what drew me. I wanted to kind of move away from the cliches and what everyone listens to. Everyone's heard every song Pink's ever made. We know. What about some of the other ones? So that was the idea. And then uh, after one did moderately well, about maybe 10,000 views or something, which was pretty good, and my followers jumped to about like 400, and I was like, oh, I'm getting close here to that thousand mark that I was looking for for the show. And then I post my second one. My second one featured a song uh, from the uh, like the Freaky Friday uh, movie, the one with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and um, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan yeah. Great film, by the way. Yes. So I put it uh, um, and a bunch of other songs, but like I put one that was like that's actually a real song that they then re-recorded for the movie, and people had forgotten about it, and it was a hit in Australia for a brief moment before the movie. And so I put that out there, and suddenly people were reacting, going, "Oh my god, Freaky Friday, Freaky Friday." And suddenly, that those views go from the uh, couple of thousand to suddenly, oh, here's a hundred thousand views on this TikTok, and then suddenly my followers go straight to a thousand. Nice, almost immediately. So what and so was the right song? Show. What What was that song? It was called, um, yeah, "Take Me Away" by Lash. That's a great song. I it's a great song. I actually know that. It's a yeah. good, really good song. Yeah. I actually had that. Funnily enough, um, someone I knew in high school. MP3'd it to me to my phone so I could have it as my ringtone. Yeah. Or it's Bluetooth. Like, like, imagine, like, the Veronica's on a lower budget. Like, that is what the song it pretty much is. And is that not the energy of Freaky Friday? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what is. <laughs> so, well, let's just, how long can I do this for? And then suddenly I'm now up to, like, 40 or something parts of it. I'm... Guilty, and then like reached like thirty thousand followers over time, and I'm very guilty of not paying attention to my TikTok as much as I probably should. Given I I have a thirty thousand follower base there, but especially when I started to work again, and because it was great when I when I was just laid off, 
and I was like, that's suddenly I'm focusing on that, and suddenly my following was growing, and I was like, oh, this could happen. Um, Punky, the website, did an article about me, which was really cool, which I wasn't anticipating <laughs> at all. And then after, then, then I got work again, and suddenly my all my thankfully my job is a very creative role, so that's where all my brain power goes, which unfortunately means TikTok has kind of fallen to the wayside. Should I really do more with it? Yes, but also when your brain is going hyperactive creative mode at your full-time working hours, suddenly when you're not when you're off work, that's not you don't want to be you don't want to be creative you for just like a minute. You need downtime, yeah. which is why I watch wrestling <laughs> because because <laughs> it really dims the brain for me. Switch off and it switches yeah. off, and it's it's, it's why I rewatch The Simpsons or Family Guy or or sitcoms I've seen a thousand times because it's switched the brain off mode, and that's and that's what you need when you've got a hyper creative role. Switching off your brain is literally like refueling a car, because if you don't do that, suddenly you're going to run completely ragged. And that's why summer holidays, which I'm about to finish, um, has been so important. It's it's time off. It's three weeks where you just switch your brain off. You don't do anything. And so when we go back next week, it's like, oh, we are here for 12 months going whole, full force. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, with, the, with your TikToks, is there any song in particular that you were really excited to share? One that stands out to you as like, this was one of the best things that I could have exposed other people to? I love finding the artists that everyone assumed were one-hit wonders, but they actually had a few more hits, but people just don't play them or don't remember it. Like, my, the biggest one that I think of is Tattoo, because you think of all the things she said. You think of the Russian girls kissing in the rain and everything, and then, but they, and they all like, oh, that's a one-hit wonder. They actually had, like, I think it was all, up like, four or five songs in the top 50 in, in oh. Australia, and, and people like... Uh, M2M, who did the theme song to Pokemon the first movie. Uh, that's a Don't Say You Love Me. That was ah, it's a good song. It's a cute song, actually. Again, they had like five or six songs in the top 50 in Australia, but if you ever hear it, you will only hear one song. And there's a lot of artists like that. Like the Rogue Traders, you only hear Voodoo Child. They have like eight and, or and nine even albums. most of Voodoo Child is ripped off and it's, pumped it up by uh, uh, Elvis Cop Costello. Yeah, Costello. Um, what was really funny to me again on TikTok, Olivia Rodrigo kicking off her song "Brutal" features riffs from uh, "Pump It Up" as well, mm -hmm. and a lot of Australian TikTok went, "Oh, she's covering Rogue Traders." <laughs> <laughs> it's a cover of a cover. It's a it's cover, a cover of a cover. Yeah, cover section. Co cover the third or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> Several generations removed in the evolutionary chain. Yeah, yeah, so those those are the ones I love doing because the people go like, "Oh shit, they did another song!" Like that's what I love to do because mm. my um, my biggest thing is like wanting to hear things that are different. Like I'm all about variety. Just like instead of hearing the same things over and over and over again, you can mix it up. Still have those same core artists that you want to play or everything, but if you mix it up, play a different song, it'll feel more fresh. It won't feel as tired. Same way if you hear Pink's Get the Party Started or So What or something. And or then Happy hear, or, or Uptown <laughs> Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, exactly. Ed Sheeran's Shape of You or something like that. I always feel that Shape of You has like a bit of an implication. It's like, I'm in love with the Shape of You, but you're a terrible fucking human being. <laughs> it's like, what's, what's like, it's like, yeah. I, I like your shape. That's it. That's the. It's like it's like trying to find a compliment for someone that you really don't like. It's a nice way to talk about a hookup, really. <laughs> what, what, what song is missing from radio more often is "Hey Baby" by it was a DJ. DJ Oz. No, I say I think the song that needs to be played more on radio is uh, "Starlight" by the Superman Lovers. That is on our playlist quite regularly. Really, it really is. There are songs that I will remember, like oh. I've either talked into that song or talked out of that song, and I or and because also part of my job when I'm doing on air stuff is segging the music, so putting the transitions in where like a song will finish, you'll hear the radio station call sign. So for example, say SAFM, SAFM, yeah, and then the next play, then the next song starts. Mm -hmm. My job in that is to set is to segue those so smooth that the one vocal finishes into the and the next one transitions, so like the music doesn't mm -hmm. stop, kind of thing. And I have a lot of fun doing that. That's just my DJ brain going into overdrive there because some things just hit like, hit my brain nice. And when that some things are set like that, that's what it does it. So I think so for the Superman lovers, Starlight. I've heard I've segged that song a few times, so I know that it plays at least. I think it's on at least either once a week or once a fortnight minimum. 
Once a fortnight is nowhere near enough. For <laughs> but look, speaking of the things that you could maybe have once a week or once a fortnight, what about this uh, this uh, whiny cider? This one's not killing it for me. Ooh. Really? Out of the three. This one, I think, for me, is my favourite. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, Michael, you are allowed to change your ratings. Retroactively, and now you've yep. had all three. <laughs> you, had all three. <laughs> you can go back and say, actually, this is where I quit. Yeah, this is where I prefer something else's. So, before we get to you, okay. Kieran... I'm not going to go all the way up to 8, but I'm going to go 7.7. Okay. 7.7 <laughs> passion fruits. Why, yeah. why not 7.75? Because that's three quarters. Yeah, because I want to be difficult. <laughs> we only do one decimal place here. Oh, right. Actually, God. We, we have done more than one decimal place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hate for that one, like, you know, rabid listener to look it up and go in and like, actually, back on episode whatever you did. Yeah, like, no. Any rating is acceptable. You can also, you know, like, 7.7 7 and, like, this picture of a duck. Michael? I think my first impressions were correct, and they always are. Um, I go, so, what was it? like? 7.5 for the strawberry and lime, 6 for elderflower. This is probably in the middle of those. So, like a 6.75. So, it's, well, I say strawberry and lime, this one, the passion fruit one, and then the elderflower and yeah. lime. Jason? I'm going to go 6.9 for this one. <laughs> Can't give it a 7. No, it's not quite a 7. Like, I want to <laughs> give it a 7, but it's not quite there. What if we had it over ice? Do you think ice would improve it? Um, look, to be honest, ice might improve it. Um, mm. But we don't have ice, so it's sticking with a 6.9. Well, oh, that's on you. Yeah. You, you organise the drinks. If, if, you if you wanted ice, you should have just got yourself Well, ice. I didn't want ice till you mentioned it, and I finished the drink. Well, did, you didn't buy an extra bottle just in case? No. Oh. That's, but, that's okay. on me. That's okay. on me, bro. Okay, alright. All right. All right. 6.9. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 69. <laughs> so, we've got, a, we've got a few... Well, I think you two agreed that the, your best was the first one. Yes. No, I'm going the Elderflower. Oh, yours? Oh, that was... Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah. so once again, we've got sort of a three-way tie, which I think is a nice way to, yeah. to, uh, to sort of wrap things up on the drinking side. But you know what's still going? What? The Scratchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so, for everyone playing at home, uh, we should probably download the music for, like, um, like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It goes like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we currently have 15, 5, 500, and 2022. And by we, I mean me, because it's my scratch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you need three. So, I need you're three. no close... You're not close to winning any no, cash. but I do think that I've actually... I should have scratched three instead of two. Oh, okay, right. So, suddenly, this is a big finale, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here we go. Especially Here's... if he wins money. Then he legally has to share it with us. No, that, no, I don't. Is that in radio law that he has to legally share it with okay, us? Okay, that, that, that is that, that, that's a different law. Oh damn! <laughs> All right, do you want to guess what the latest number was? Fifteen. Uh, I think this is going to be five. It was ten. Oh. So we've got five different numbers. I think it's almost safe to say this is not going to be a winner. No. But it's still <laughs> it's exciting. To a but before you scratch that last number, is there a third row? I think there is a third row. Oh. So this, well, this might be the last. But this might also be the disappointing thing. <laughs> so, let me scratch. Let's see what we've got here. What do you think? 15. This is 5. We have a second 15. Ooh! Ooh. <laughs> Alright. So, okay, I'm going to scratch below the first column, see if there is a third number there. Let's... You would hope so. Yes, there is. <gasps> oh, there's another row, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he's back in the game. Alright, alright. What do you think? Oh, I'm going to stick with 15. We've got two 15s now. Uh, so you're saying this is the winning scratch? I'm going to keep saying five until I get five. <laughs> All right. Well, if you split the difference, you get ten, which is what I got. Oh, so we have two 15s and two 10s. All right. What's that ne next scratch? All right, let's have a look. Not quite the scratch and the sniffs, but... All right. <laughs> this one I did not expect to get. <laughs> 2022. No. Ah, oh, 100. No. Three. What? Oh, $3. $3. Oh. Well, we've definitely ruled out 2000 and Yeah, 2022, 5 and 500 are no longer contenders for winning. But 10 and 15 10 are. and 15 are. Ooh. Now, my family tradition is like you, when you win money on scratchies, you put it into more scratchies because scratchies are only for Christmas and you see how long you can make it last. That's actually not a terrible idea. Because you're not really losing anything. But... Just don't gamble at all. I've done that once. I stood at the lotto store, I kid you not, 12 times. 
12 times in a row, I got a $1, a $2, or a free scratchy. I just kept going back because I'm like, this is ridiculous, just get rid of them. And eventually I got rid of them. I'm like, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had like $3. I know. I right. ended up walking away with $2. This is the adult equivalent of like blowing money at tons of fun. Yeah. Yes, except you don't get like a, you know, mustache comb. <laughs> oh, I want a mustache comb. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here comes the last number. All right, any guesses? I went five the whole way. I might as well finish on yeah, five. Yeah, I'll finish with a 15. All right. Sorry to disappoint you, but it's 100. Oh. So, this scratchy was it's a, a dud. loser. Loser. A yeah, and yeah, there's no fourth row. There's no fourth column. That's it. So, the, for those of you who want to, to imagine the scratchy at home, there was 15, 5, 10 in the first column, 500, 2022, and 3 in the second column. 10, 15, and 100 in the third column, which adds up to shit all. <laughs> so, uh, there we go. Thank you for enjoying my uh, extended Christmas present scratching. <laughs> um, and just quickly for those listening, we want to welcome the new listeners from the USA. We've got a lot of new listeners coming in from the USA Texas, Missouri, Florida, Ohio, Illinois. Washington. Washington. I'm assuming state because it doesn't say DC. Yeah. Um, so we do want to say hello and welcome to Drink Discussion. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And oh, Colorado, Tennessee. New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Why, why is no one from New York listening? People who live in New Jersey, just take a quick walk over that river. And uh, <laughs> then. Uh, if you're Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> or one of the many bridges. <laughs> yeah. Say hello to uh, a New Yorker and tell them about the podcast. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be telling TikTok about this podcast? When I get back around to doing TikTok again... <laughs> We're going to hold you to that. <laughs> Do we have a drink session TikTok? Let's no. not. No? <laughs> Let's not. We'll, because... use, we'll use Michael as the medium for that. Yeah. I have a TikTok for my gaming channel. But, and you don't put drink session on there? No. Why not? You don't want you don't think your gamer friends are cool enough for You just said not have to not have a TikTok. Yeah, yeah, but I'm okay with other people using their TikToks for it. Oh, okay, right, right. Okay. Well at least we've settled that argument. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, Hi. thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> oh bye. And you're, yeah, he's finally got the fucking message. Like it's taking him three fucking drinks, but he's got it. Jesus. Yeah. But no, seriously, thank you very much for coming on today and talking to us about radio. This is something we've not discussed before. And uh, I hope you've appreciated this chance to break the rules. <laughs> no, I do I do appreciate breaking rules, like swearing and stuff. Like, that's the thing that when I go back to work, I do have to put my brain back into self-censored mode because <laughs> suddenly you put a microphone in my face, my brain suddenly goes to don't swear, don't do all these different things. But now I'm seeing a microphone and everything's fine. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> Within reason. Within reason. <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't want to ruin your lives. No. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think we have the listenership to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about you two specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Not anybody else, just us. <laughs> anyway, for drink discussion, I've been Kieran. And I've been Jason. Recycle your bottles. listening to Drink Discussion. I'd just like to remind you that Drink Discussion is created, produced and recorded by Kieran O'Day and Jason Voigt. Copyright 2022.